Hold on, we recording? Hold on, wait. I'm not ready yet. Let me give you some wine. <sighs> okay, we ready? Three, two, one. Let's go. Hello and welcome. Cheers to each and every one of you playing this episode. And don't forget to stay in the know to look out for our social media posts on Facebook and Instagram. The links are in the episode notes. Okay, because first of all, happy new year, you guys. I am so excited about this new year. I don't know what it is, but I know that God has set out a separate, different slate for me this year. And I know this is going to take a lot of work and a lot of dedication to do the things that God is calling me to do, but I am determined to stay focused. Today, we are going to be talking about closure. So, I really, like, at first when I got this title, I was like, mm, a lot of people probably going to be like, uh-uh. And a lot of you probably came on here thinking, oh, girl, you're talking about closure from your ex-boyfriend, your baby daddy. Uh-uh. <laughs> We're not talking about that. This ain't that kind of show. Um, But I'm talking about getting closure from last year so closure from events that happened closure for um things that you may have not been able to forgive yourself for things that spun out of control that you had no control over but just giving 2021 closure because you don't want to bring that baggage into this new year we are nine days while i'm recording this in to a new year so don't bring the things from last year that hindered you, that set you back, that held you hostage or in bondage from getting where God has would have you to go. So I'm super excited about this episode. Like I said, a lot of you are probably like, because eh, I know a lot of you are probably like, oh, I don't believe in closure. And to a certain extent, I don't. I didn't either. But when I thought about it, I was like, you know what? This is actually in some way, in my opinion, biblical. And I'm going to give you some verses from the Bible that kind of speaks on getting closure. And sometimes I think a lot of people just misunderstand closure. They think that closure is, oh, I have to go back to this person or I have to go back to that situation or I have to go that go wherever it is that you need closure from, to that experience, to that place, to that person, to that feeling, to get closure. And sometimes the best thing that you can do while getting closure is to handle closure right then and there away from the situation seek God pray about it and we think about too God's grace so when in the Bible they talk about how many times we forgive a person and he says 70 times 7 so that means you know there's endless time you wake up every day refreshed so you start over you know you kind of end what happened yesterday, you don't bring that into a new day. So what happened last year, you don't bring that into this year. And so that's what I want to talk about because I think that it's very important to know that the things that happened last year are last year, you know, and you can actually make progress in this year if you stop holding on to the things that you've been holding on and carrying for years and turmoil, you know, steadfasting them into the new year because they're hindering you. They're not progressing you. They're hitting you. I don't know if that's people. I don't know if that's situations. I don't know if that's feelings. I don't know if that's fear. I don't know if that's doubt. I don't know what it is, but whatever it is, you need to get closure from it. You need to close the chapter of 2021 and get into the chapter of 2022. 
because what we are here. Um, first of all, I just want to say that I hope you guys like the changes that I've made to the podcast. I have changed the name. We are not the Grateful Gem Podcast anymore. We are not gems that are grateful. We are all grateful together because we reminded that being grateful what makes you gorgeous. So don't forget that wherever you're at in life, no matter what it looks like, it is a positive experience and you should still be grateful for what God has not put you through. But be also grateful for what God is showing you because it's very essential to your life because if it weren't, God would not have you going through those situations, right? So, I went ahead and looked up the definition of closure. So, the definition of closure, it says, an act or process of closing something, especially an institution, thoroughfare, or frontier, or of being closed. And then it has a second definition, but it's in a legislative assembly. So it just says a procedure for any of the debate and taking a vote closure. Um, that really doesn't apply to us. But the first one does, right? An act or process of closing something. So I feel like once to, uh, December 31st, 11.59 hit, that door for 2021 should have closed. You know, the feelings that you had that year, the things that have happened to you that year should have stayed into that year. And I'm not saying that, oh, just forget about the things that you're going through. Forget what happened to you last year. Forget the, the betrayals. Forget the deaths. Forget the breakups. Forget the heartache. Forget the pain. Forget the job loss. Forget the family member that's just going crazy or haywire with their actions. Forget that child that's being stubborn. Forget that spouse that's not acting right. Forget that friend that's betrayed you. Like, I'm not saying forget all of those things. What I'm saying is forget how that made you feel and walk into this new year asking yourself okay yeah this happened but what am I going to do about it if you're still in a moment where you're still trying to figure out how you feel about it maybe that's the first step so maybe saying okay this happened to me and I really in 2021 I didn't get a chance to process how that made me feel because I don't really know how to process my emotions or I don't really know how to you know react to things because I grew up thinking that feelings just weren't it you know that's just not cool especially if you're a guy I know a lot of guys they don't really deal with their emotions so if you're a guy you know it just comes back to a point where you have to say okay this year I'm going to channel my inner emotions I'm going to figure out where these things are triggering me from why am I so triggered when these certain things happen you know maybe that's step one your step one doesn't look like my step one your step one doesn't look like somebody else's step one but your step one is your step one we are in the first month of the front of the new year. So I feel like, you know, now is the time to get a vision or a blueprint for your life. Because if you write out write it out, and this is actually biblical, if you write it down and make it plain, you know, if your plans align with God's plans, he will make it happen, you know, and he will foresee do more than what we can write down, pray, think, or imagine. He will give us the desires of our heart. So I think that you should put it plain, you know, write out the things that you want to accomplish this year. This is the time to do those things. And I don't think that walking into a new year with no kind of vision is a wise decision because you, you're found wandering, you're found squattering and just all over the place. And even if you write down things that may not come to pass, or maybe you have to add those 
plans, God still keeps you. You know, I didn't really have a, I didn't really have a vision for my life last year. Um, no, I can't say that I did have a vision for my life or a certain aspect. You know, I had a few things that I wanted to do and God kind of said, nope. You know, I talked to you guys how about how I wanted to move to Atlanta and God said, nope, I got pregnant and I'm still here <laughs> in Florida. So God was just like, no. And I honestly, that was the hardest thing for me to, to hear because it was like, I literally am in a role where I could just transfer. And I think about how I lived in Atlanta and I was trying so hard to get with Bank of America and I didn't get it. And then when I got to Jacksonville, I got in a role and the role I'm in now is a new role from when I started, but it's a role where it's literally based in Kennesaw. So I could transfer there and go back to Atlanta if I wanted to. But now I have a baby. You know, he'll be one soon, you guys. He'll be one in less than 60 days. I am so excited. Where does time go? And I think that's really important because time waits for no one. Like, I felt like the nine months of my pregnancy just, it was going slow as a snail, you guys. But once I had him, like, those six months came quick. I was like, oh, my God, my baby is six months. Now he's literally about to be 10 months this, this month. So he'll be one in March. And I'm super excited because... I get to go down these milestones with him and just try to pay attention because time is precious. So that's what I'm trying to get you to understand. You can't waste one nine days in, you know, have you wasted these nine days trying to figure out, you know, what it is, what this year looks like for you. And if you have, that's okay. Because I, f- I feel like this, take the first month of the year and give yourself 31 days. So the 31 days in January, right? Give yourself 31 days. Two, yeah, 31 days. Give yourself 31 days to figure out a plan. Write it down, make it plain. And you, over those 31 days, you may have to end up changing some things because I honestly, I did a vision board with myself and I had to end up adding some more things on there that I had overlooked. You know, and here I am thinking, oh, this is, you know, all I have that I'm going to submit to the Lord this year. But I realized as these nine days progressed that I had more things that I need to add, you know. And so I ended up having to add some things to that list and tweak some things with the things I did have on there because they look a little different now. And so I'm definitely a sole advocate of having to change your plans. But I say at least have a a, a somewhat plan by the, the last day of January because this is the first month. So I say you give yourself grace. You have the whole month to figure out the whole year, right? And so if you get into next month and... You know, some things change. You keep changing it. But don't just say, okay, I'm going to rule this out because this happened. Or I'm hurt, so I'm not going to work on forgiveness. And I'm not going to go to therapy because that's not what my family believes in. The church don't believe in therapy. I'm not reconciling no friendships. And like I said, sometimes closure is not really with you sitting in front of that person. Maybe it's you sitting in front of somebody else. Or maybe that somebody is a therapist. Maybe you have to talk to that therapist to get over it because what happens if you sit down and try to forgive somebody that's not sorry, you're going to be upset. So sometimes the best thing that you can do with closure is not even include that person. Now, if God puts it on your heart and God says, okay, you need to go to that person and talk about it and get closure, then okay, you do that. Or go to that situation or go back to that place where you need closure. But if God does not literally come and tell you, like, okay, you need to include that situation, that person, that situation, that, that uh, stance, if God does not tell you to do that, then don't do it. 
Sometimes the forgiveness is for you. It's not for the other person. So if you're holding on to, oh, I'm going to get closure. And then just in the back of your mind, you're thinking we're going to get back together. or We're going to be friends or, you know, we're going to be back best friends and best cousins. Or me and my mom are going to have the best relationship. That may not be in the plan for what God has for you. So you have to be willing to accept, you know, what closure looks like for you. Because somebody else could have got closure, but it could have been in a different way. So I definitely think it's really key and important to figure out what closure for you looks like. And like I said, give yourself grace to have 31 days to say, okay, I'm going to figure out my life. And get your vision together for the year because that is something that is super important. Super important. And like I said it before, um... Closure doesn't always include the other person or the other situation or the thing that you need closure from. It doesn't always include that. And the reason why I said I feel like closure is biblical is because I look at Matthew 6, 6, and it says, But when you pray, go into your room, close the door, and pray to your Father who is unseen. Then your Father, who sees what is done in secret, will reward you. So that lets me know that God sees the things that other people don't see. He sees the conversations that are had behind our back that may come to light after they're done. And like I said, we go back to Matthew. Matthew 18, 21 through 22, where Peter asks, Lord, how many times shall I forgive my brother or sister who sins against me up to seven times? And Jesus answered him. He said, I tell you not seven times, but 77 times. So seven times 70. But that's not. Actual, if you think about literally sitting here taking tally marks and say, Okay, I don't forgave you 50 times, you only got 20 more times in a day for me to forgive you. First of all, if a person needs 77 forgiveness in a day, <laughs> that's just a headache in itself. But it's just it's a, an analogy or a description to let you know that there is no number of times you forgive someone, you consistently have to forgive someone, and then when the day ends, you it's a new day. So I really think that, you know, closure is really biblical because even though people sin against you, you know, they'll talk about you. You'll think they're your friend, your family, your cousin, your co-worker, your ally, your spouse, or whatever. And they'll do things that come against you. And some of those things are private. Like I said, they come to fruition or to pass, you know, later. You It comes to your attention. But you still have to forgive that person. So I feel like in a, in a way, closure is forgiveness. Even when that person doesn't deserve it, you still have to forgive them because if you don't forgive them, then you're still holding on to it. And that person may not even be sorry. That person may not care. That person may not even know that you are hurt, you know. Um, and I think it's just, this is another year that we don't have to waste to walk around holding baggage that we're carrying that somebody might not even know we're carrying. So I definitely think that just getting aligned with what God says about forgiveness or closure for you and starting this year out with forgiveness and getting closure with the things that are holding you back because this is a year where God is trying to do a lot in everybody's life and in order for us to get there we've got to be dedicated we've got to let go of the bondage and things that are keeping us from those things and I learned that last year when I moved into my apartment in December um I literally had like six boxes of Things that I gave to Goodwill. And there was stuff that was like dated from like 2020. 
2020, Lord, 2010, 2011, 2009, 2008. Like, I have things that go back, like, to a lifetime. And I realized, I said, Jasmine, you are a hoarder. And I'm not talking about, like, just, like, a hoarder, hoarder. Like, you see the hoarder shows, and it's like, oh, girl, you a hoarder? No. I'm just, I'm, I'm an emotional hoarder. So, I keep things that have value that may have, like, memories or emotions attached to them. And it's hard to let those things go because I value everything. Even if it's new or used, I value it, especially if I like it. So, this year, I was like, you know what? Or last year, rather, because I moved in November. No, December. And so I say, you know what, I'm not taking this stuff with me into the new year. It's not coming into my new apartment. I don't have a lot of space for it. So it's time for me to clean house. I literally just went through my clothes again. I threw two bags of clothes away. Um, some of that stuff was okay to get to Goodwill, but some of it wasn't. So I was just like, you know what, I'm just going to throw it away. And then I gave like five boxes to Goodwill. And I had really done like three or four boxes before I moved, when I was in the process of moving before when I moved to my store. So I've given a lot of stuff away, dishes, pots, stuff that I need. And I got a lot of new things. Um, I threw away my bar stools. I threw away one of my accent chairs in the living room that I loved. But one of the legs on it, it just wouldn't get fixed. I actually kept trying to fix it and it would not. But I used to just keep it because I loved it. And I was just like, why do you do that? Like, girl, this thing needed to go in the trash. Like, why do you still hold it? And I told myself, I said, you know what, you're an emotional hoarder. You hold on to things because of their value. And you don't want to feel like, oh, I'm just throwing it away because you're you're valueless. And I had to realize that God had to get me up out of that. So, and when I really started to do it, I felt so much better, you guys. I was like, you know what, and I don't even look for those things in my apartment. Like, oh, I can't believe I gave this stuff away. When I said, you know what, I'm going to let go, I meant it. I literally packed up all those boxes and gave so much stuff away. Coffee makers, plates, coffee mugs, pot sets. Like, I gave a lot of stuff away, you guys. And I'm super proud of myself because, like I said, that was not only just an item thing for me, but it was a mental thing because I literally realized that I'm an emotional hoarder. And so, I literally, and let's not talk about my Bath and Body Works basket, you guys. Anybody that knows me knows I have this basket that was overflow of Bath and Body Works, Victoria's Secret, just perfumes, lotions, things like that. I literally, you guys, went to this basket and just threw stuff away, threw stuff away. And I'm talking about it's stuff that I had for years, but it still smelled good. It still was lotion. I threw a lot of stuff away because I was just like, you know what, Jasmine, you do not even use all of these in a day. Like now I'm just, I guess because I'm older, I like certain scents. And even though I like the scents that I had in my basket, I just didn't want to throw it away because I feel like they're valuable. So I ended up just literally just toss and toss and toss. Oh, toss, toss, toss. I haven't worn this in years. Toss, toss, toss. This was my favorite back in the day. Toss, toss, toss. I literally toss. So now I'm down to literally one little basket. And um, I'm okay with that. And I said, you know what, God? I have to do this with my life. And so that's when I realized. I said, you know what? I cannot walk into the new year holding on to things that happened to me last year. You know, dealing with postpartum and dealing with you know, being a new mom and all those things, those things helped me back, you guys. So I said, you know what, this year, I'm going to embrace those things. I'm going to embrace being a mom. I want to embrace my postpartum, my pregnancy walk, even though it was rough. You know, I'm going to embrace the friendships that I lost because, you guys, I lost a lot of friendships last year. Um, And I haven't got closure from them with the other person yet. I got closure with God. 
And that's why I said Matthew 6, 6 was definitely, I feel like for me, that that verifies that closure is real because that's what I had to do. I prayed. I went into my room. Sometimes I would just get off work or if I was at the house, I would just get in the car and I would just drive. And I would just talk to the Lord. And I would say, Lord, I'm hurting. Lord, I can't believe this person did this to me. God, I can't believe that they would say these things to me. And it wasn't like some old behind your back bastard. It was actually people coming to me saying stuff to me about me that I knew was not factual. So it was just like, you know, okay. And I feel like, you know, it was very hurtful. But I said, you know what, God, there's a reason why these things happen. And there's a reason why I have to let these relationships go, these relationships go, or push back from them, even if it's temporary. If it's not temporary, God will bring those people back, those relationships back. But if he doesn't, I'm grateful. And I've forgiven myself for allowing that to happen to me or being blindsided for what, for not seeing who a person really was. I forgive myself and I said, you know what, this year I'm going to be open to new friendships, you know, and I said, of course, I'm going to seek God in that and ask that he brings the right friendships and the right people into my life because I'm open for that. You know, it ain't no, no new friends around here. Bring me the friends. <laughs> so um, I'm super excited for this year, not only for myself, but the, for the people that are around me and for you. I know that God wants to take you to your, your greatest potential. So. In order to do those things, you have to get closure or forgiveness, whatever that looks like. Closure, forgiveness, forgiveness, closure, you know, whatever that looks like for you. Um, so that's all I have for you guys today. Um, like I said, give yourself grace. You have 31 days in January, 31 days to figure out a blueprint or a plan. And a blueprint, if you think about it, a blueprint, let me see if I can find a definition real quick to give you guys just a, a little, you know, something, something. But a blueprint, it changes like a lot, you know, from the time that you build your house or build your foundation, it changes. And I think that that's the same thing for your life. And so a blueprint is a draw up or basically a plan or a model, a design plan or other technical drawing. So it's like... Um, basically it's asking me like, what is your blueprint? You know, like what is your foundation? And like I said, it changes because when people buy houses or people build buildings, they change their mind about something because they thought something would look good, but it maybe it doesn't. So that's basically what this is. Writing out a blueprint slash vision for your life for 2022 and taking that to God and saying, okay, God, this is what I expect, but God, I need you to. Work your magic, or not magic, because I'm going to use forgive me, I'm sorry, I shouldn't say that. But I need you to show me your plan, your will for my life, because I'm not omnipresent, and I don't know what you have for me. So, I'm super excited for you guys this year. Um, also, I just want to let you know that this year with the podcast, it's going to be a lot different. So, I'm going to be doing seasons. <laughs> so, for the year, they're going to be, I'm going to do probably like four seasons a year. And that probably will change like over time. So I don't know like how many episodes are going to be in one season and how many episodes are going to be in another. But as God leads me, I will lead you guys. So just want to put that out there. So this is season one, episode one, even though we've already got like a lot of episodes. This is a whole new thing. This is a new year. Like I said, closure. We're not bringing last year's episodes or the year before that into this year. So I feel like <sighs> we getting there. But I love you guys. Thank you. 
have a great week and I will talk to you guys on the next episode remember being grateful what makes you gorgeous thank you for listening I hope you stay tuned for more episodes remember being grateful makes you gorgeous